great drama can take you many places. One step at a time. From the charming crime-solving of the Sister Boniface mysteries... Poison. Oh, that's a distinct possibility. ...to the soul-searching revelations of the missing. I thought we could survive anything else, too. I pushed you away. It was my fault. ...and the enthralling investigations of Silent Witness. Because someone needs to speak for the dead. There's only one channel called Drama. Available on Freeview 20 and UK TV Play. This week's episode includes graphic descriptions of child murder and abuse. It will not be for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Two thousand and thirteen, Toledo, Ohio. Terry Seinfurth went to pick up his eighteen month old daughter Elena and her sister from their mother's house, only to be met with a parent's worst nightmare. After stalling for an hour, saying that Elena was sleeping, Elena's mother, Angela, would then tell Terry that Elena had been taken and she did not know where the toddler was. Law enforcement and volunteers would search for baby Elena for months until the shocking truth would be finally revealed. This is Elena's story. Now moving into its third week, the case of missing toddler Elena Steinfurth is receiving national attention. East Toledo toddler remains missing, but we are learning more about the alleged injuries. Just basically told me that uh, the baby had a bruised eye, uh, a little bit of dried blood around one of the nostrils, and a bump on the head. This video shows the room where Elena was reportedly last seen, torn apart by authorities looking for evidence. They've searched here, I think a total of four... Four or five times. Angela Steinfurth sobbing in court. Angela appeared on the front door reporting that her child had vanished. Just afraid by some chance that maybe she had gotten out the back door into the pool. I ran into the house, um, directly into the bedroom where she said she was sleeping. Uh, I didn't see Elena anywhere. I never got a straight answer. She said her, her statement was she did not know where the child was. Everybody in that house knows. Where that baby's at? Angela Morris was born in 1988. She would be the second child to be born to her mother, Lisa. Her older sister, Mary. Mary and Angela's father was never in their lives. So when Lisa married Richard Serskew when Angela was only one years old, it seemed the Morris girls finally had a chance of a traditional family upbringing. But sadly, that would not be the case. Lisa would disappear for days and weeks at a time, with Richard being the only stable parent to the two girls. When Lisa left one day and did not return, Richard took custody of Angela and Mary and raised them like they were his own. Angela would contact her mother when she was 16, but Lisa did not seem interested in renewing their bond, and the relationship between the two would always remain strained. 2007, Angela would meet and fall in love with Terry Seinfurth Jr., or TJ as he was more commonly known as. And that's what we will refer him as for the remainder of this episode. Their relationship would move forward very quickly, and a little over a year later, their first child, Kylie, was born. In early 2011, when Angela found out she was pregnant again, the couple decided to make their family official with a beautiful wedding ceremony on June 4, 2011. Elena Jade Seinfurth was born six months later, 
on December 11, 2011 in Toledo, Ohio, to 23-year-old Angela and 23-year-old TJ. Angela had a difficult pregnancy and birth. Elena was born with a club foot and would struggle with her speech. She would fight hard to walk and fight hard to talk. Elena would need six months of intensive therapy just to be able to walk. Little Elena would love macaroni and cheese and playing with the ABC magnets on the refrigerator. To help with her therapy, Elena was enrolled in swimming lessons, a time that would light up Elena's face with joy. She was definitely a daddy's little girl who loved her big sister, and she was always smiling and playful. Her grandfather, Richard, would later be quoted as saying, I tickled her a lot and watched her grow. She would climb up the stairs and slide down on her butt. She could run, but she couldn't run real good. She's always running over to me and saying, Papa, Papa, unquote. Unfortunately, Angela and TJ's relationship would deteriorate after Elena's birth. Child Protective Services would work with the Steinfurth family in 2012 after several domestic disturbances were reported to police. Angela and TJ would separate in November 2012. TJ would later claim the separation was due to Angela's mistreatment of their children, Kylie and Elena. There was also some allegations of infidelity on Angela's part. Angela and TJ remained living together for several months before Angela finally left in late February or early March to move in with her new boyfriend. Stephen King was known to the Seinfeld family for at least 10 years. The couple had gone camping with King and his family many times at Sonny's campground. So there was some tension between the families when Angela allegedly cheated on her estranged husband with King, and the two moved in together. King having a three-year-old son from a previous relationship, King would also have a criminal record and was recovering from a heroin addiction. Because TJ did not want his girls around King and in that environment, and also because Angela did not have stable accommodation. Her and King were living between his mother's, her mother's and her father's homes. But because of all of that, Kylie and Elena lived with their father during the week and Angela on the weekends. But on the conditions that Angela would stay with the girls at her parents' home and not with King's mother Julie and not in King's presence. This was mainly because of allegations of more abuse towards the girls, this time inflicted by King. Kylie, who was now four years old, Kylie would tell her father that she was scared of King, that he would discipline roughly with her and her baby sister, that he would shake them and throw them on the bed. Kylie told her dad this would happen when, quote, Mummy and Stephen were fighting, unquote. However, according to King, Angela was the instigator of the violence towards the children. Their relationship would end after just two months, apparently due to how Angela treated Kylie and Elena. One week later, Elena would be dead at the hands of King. Saturday, June 2nd, 2013. Angela and the girls arrived at Julie King's home on the 700 block of Federal Street in Toledo. Angela asked if they could stay the night. Julie had previously not allowed this. 
She would later tell police that she had thrown Angela and the girls out of her home on a prior occasion because Angela was being quote-unquote too rough with them. That Angela would hit the girls in the face and pull them around by their arms. On this night, though, it was raining and cold, and Angela said she had nowhere else for her and the girls to stay. So Julie agreed to allow them to stay this one night. Julie would state in her official police interview that she was very fond of Elena in particular. Quote, Everyone who was in the house always gravitated towards her. Unquote. But that she was worried about Elena's well-being in the care of Angela. That on previous occasions when the family would stay with her, she would often take Elena out of the playpen when she got a chance to because she felt sorry for the child. She described a sad Elena in the months leading up to her disappearance. But on the night before the baby disappeared, Julie remembered eating ramen noodles with a toddler. The last time she would remember seeing Elena would be 9.30 that night when she was going to bed. Elena and Kylie would then be put down to sleep together on the living room floor. The same living room floor that police would later include in their report was strewn with dog feces, raw sewerage and clothing. In the Toledo police report that was filed the day Elena was reported missing, officers noted that the house was quote-unquote unfit for living. The first floor bathroom was covered in sewerage, overflowing from a toilet. There was dog feces on the floor and piles of clothing scattered throughout the house. Great drama can take you many places. One step at a time. From the charming crime-solving of the Sister Boniface mysteries... Poison. Oh, that's a distinct possibility. ...to the soul-searching revelations of the missing. I thought we could survive anything else, too. I pushed you away. It was my fault. ...and the enthralling investigations of Silent Witness. Because someone needs to speak for the dead. There's only one channel called Drama. Available on Freeview 20 and UK TV Play. Sunday, June 2nd, 2013. Neighbour Dennis Bofar, who lived across the road, he would later claim that Angela and King would leave the Federal Street home in the early hours of the morning. They were gone for 10 or 15 minutes before returning again and going back inside. A gas-and-go gas station clerk would later claim he saw Angela and Elena between 8 and 9.30 on this morning that this gas-and-go gas station was about a mile from the King home. The clerk would state that Elena did not appear injured and she was bubbly and happy. Unfortunately, the surveillance cameras were down on this day, so the date and time could not be confirmed. However, the clerk was adamant it was Angela because they once worked together at the gas station. Now, with what's to come and given Angela and the girl stayed with the Kings in the past, I'm going to assume the clerk got her days confused and there was no way she saw Elena happy and well on this day. But we will get to all of that later. According to Angela, the last time she saw Elena was 12.30pm. She gave her medication for thrush, changed her diaper and closed the bedroom door to let her sleep. But according to King, he was the last person to see Elena around the same time. According to King, he claimed Elena played with a toy while he changed her diaper. He then gave her her medication and a drink before putting her down for a nap. 
Both would claim Elena was sleeping in a cot in the front bedroom and she was wearing a diaper and a pair of orange shorts with flowers printed on them. Elena would never be seen alive again, if she still was at this point. As I've already said, Julie would later tell police that she did not remember seeing Elena on the Sunday, and the last time she saw the toddler was 9.30 the previous night. About half an hour later, at about 1pm, Angela would later tell police that she and King then went to the family dollar store. When they returned just before 2, the bedroom door where Elena was sleeping was still closed. As they could hear no noise coming from the bedroom, neither Angela nor King would go inside to check on the toddler. Mid-afternoon, just before three, TJ would arrive at Richard's home to pick up the girls, only to be told Angela, Kylie and Elena did not stay there that night. They weren't at Angela's mother Lisa's home either. Lisa stating her daughter was not welcome there anymore due to the small cramped space. There was only one other place Angela could be, Julie King's home on Federal Street. The one place Angela had promised TJ she wouldn't be. She must have been expecting him because Angela would walk out on the front porch with four-year-old Kylie when TJ pulled up in the driveway. TJ placed his eldest daughter in her car seat and when he turned back around, he saw Angela sitting down on the porch next to King and smoking a cigarette. She would state that 18-month-old Elena had just gone down for a nap, and she did not want to wake her. Angela's refusal to return one or both of the girls was something that TJ had been through since their separation. Allegedly, Angela had a known habit of withholding the girls from TJ for substantial periods of time. The only reason TJ agreed to the weekend visitation schedule they currently had was because he had to work and had no one else to watch the girls. TJ was determined not to leave the property without his baby. He would press Angela to wake Elena and bring her to him. Angela repeatedly refuses this request. King becomes enraged and then jumps up and takes off his shirt, challenging TJ to a physical altercation. Not wanting to scare Kylie, TJ retreats to his vehicle. TJ would then drive to his father's, Terry Sr.'s home, to drop off Kylie. Both Steinfurth men returned to the Federal Street house, where another verbal altercation ensued, this time between Terry Sr. and King. It was at this time Angela agreed to hand over Elena to her father, and she went into the home to get the toddler with King in tow. Terry Sr. would later tell police he could hear Angela sobbing from inside the home and saying, quote, I don't want to give him my baby. I'll never see her again, unquote. Sometime later, TJ would later estimate this to be less than 30 minutes, but Angela comes back outside alone with no Elena in sight. She is no longer crying. She said Elena was not in the house, that she didn't know where the baby was. Terry Sr. was allowed access to the home at this point, and he searched himself thoroughly. Where King was at this time, it is heavily debated. According to the Seinfurth men, King allegedly disappeared out the back door during this time. But Julie King disputes this. She says that King was there until the search for Elena began, and that's when he and Julie went out the back door together, whilst Terry Sr. searched the house 
and TJ started searching the neighbourhood. That Julie and King went together to search the pool area, knowing how much Elena loved swimming and water. Julie then asked her son to go across the alley to search the garage and the rest of the property. According to later eyewitness reports, King would return to the property at around 4.30pm. A short time later, he was seen a few houses away on their front porch vomiting. And at 10pm, with no sign of Elena anywhere, Toledo police were contacted and baby Elena Seinfurth was reported missing. June 4, 2013. At this stage, it became clear this was not a case of a toddler wandering out the back door of her home and getting lost. A makeshift command centre was set up in an abandoned East Toledo home in the same street as the King home. The FBI offered their assistance in the search for Elena. Toledo police had already conducted dozens of interviews, including TJ, Elena and King multiple times. Angela and King were also given a polygraph test, but these results have never been made public. Law enforcement scoured the King family home for a fourth time and went door-to-door in that neighbourhood. They also searched abandoned homes on the east side of Toledo, but there was no sign of the toddler. Neighbours and family members also did what they could to help. They began distributing missing persons flyers and conducting searches of their own. They were leaving no stone unturned, even looking in trash cans. Dozens of teddy bears, balloons and posters, all wishing for Elena's safe return, began to appear in front of the King home. Several local businesses donated food and other supplies to TJ and Angela. It would be now the first of many candlelight vigils would be held. Over 100 people gathered to pray for Elena's safe return. Angela was in attendance at this first candlelight vigil, and she would be seen crying as a prayer was led by a local pastor. She would also be quoted as saying something to the media that has been replayed many times and heavily criticised by online sleuths. Quote, If I had their support, I wouldn't feel the way I do, but not when people are pointing fingers at me when they don't even know what's going on. I need all the support I can get to bring her home anything to keep me comfortable and from losing my mind, unquote. June 12, 2013, an announcement was made that shocked everyone. Angela Seinfurth was arrested and jailed with child endangerment. According to the child endangerment charges filed, law enforcement believed Elena was injured at the time of her disappearance and Angela knew this but she did not seek medical attention for the baby at this time or since. Because she could not meet the $250,000 bond, Angela would stay in jail, and this is where she would remain until this day. Captain Wes Bombry said of the child endangerment charges, The condition of the baby and the severity of the injuries, I cannot tell you. We do not know. The location of Elena, we still don't know and that's why we say it's still an ongoing investigation, unquote. Aware that time was running out if there was any chance Elena was still alive, Toledo Police and the FBI announced a $10,000 reward for any information leading to Elena's whereabouts. 
Angela's arrest and her perceived selfish comment at the candlelight vigil made people very angry. They wanted answers. Julie King would tell the media that her son had to go into hiding after receiving threats online. The threats made on a Facebook page dedicated to the search for Elena. One post in particular said harm would come upon King if he did not say what he did with Elena. Accompanying this post was a photo of King holding his three-year-old son. The post also said he was wanted by the FBI. Now, this post was eventually taken down, and the police would maintain that King was not wanted by the FBI and not a suspect, and he had been cooperative with them in all their inquiries. June 21st, 2013. A call came into police claiming Angela had made a jailhouse confession. The call came from Angela's cellmate, Connie Ellum, who was charged with child endangerment herself. Ellum said that Angela allegedly told her that on the night of Saturday, June 1st, King had thrown Elena up against the wall because she wouldn't stop crying. The next morning, Elena was dead. That after this, both Angela and King allegedly had wrapped Elena up in a blanket, then took her down to the high-level bridge and threw her into the river. It was now that similar versions of the same story began being told to police. A neighbour known only as Frank came forward claiming Angela came to him several days after Elena went missing with an admission. That on the morning of June 2nd, 2013, the day Elena went missing, that Elena woke up with a black eye, a bump on her head and a bloody nose. Angela's sister Mary alleged Angela told her the same story she told Frank. That baby Elena woke up with a number of injuries on June 2nd. But Angela claimed she did not know how Elena got hurt. But Mary believed Angela may not be cooperating with police with what happened because she'd been threatened by King that if she said anything, he would kill her. Police doubted how valid this claim was, though. Angela's stepfather, Richard, also claimed Angela told him King dropped the toddler. But in this version of events, she did not know where Elena was now. Quote, My daughter made a huge mistake, and she's got to pay the consequences. She's guilty of not taking care of that baby like she should have. She should have taken that baby to the hospital, unquote. However, despite this being all caught in a filmed interview, Richard would go on Nancy Grace just a week later and deny ever saying this. Because of these statements, though, on June 24th, Angela was indicted by a Lucas County grand jury on a charge of obstructing justice for giving police false information. If Angela was found guilty on these charges, she would be facing up to five years in prison. The grand jury did not indict her on the child endangerment charges, which was the reason for her original arrest. A request for supervised release was denied, and Angela would remain in prison on a $100,000 bond. Toledo police considered the jailhouse confession as credible especially when taken into consideration with the other tips from Angela's own family. Law enforcement searched the Maumee River near the high-level bridge, as well as the Marina District and Pearson Parks, all within five miles of the King family home. A dive team could be seen in the area for four days, but it was unclear if searchers collected any evidence of note. Despite all of this, 
police were still adamant Elena's disappearance was still being investigated as a missing person case. The search for clues into Elena Steinfurst's disappearance continued below the high-level bridge Thursday. Investigators combed through the wooded area along the river, while dive crews searched the water. Meanwhile, in the East Toledo neighborhood where the toddler vanished, her family has a simple message. You know, I, I just wish that, you know, that somebody, whoever has her, would bring her home safely to us. Just won't return her. June 29, 2013. A fisherman's line caught strands of what, quote, could be several strands of the toddler's hair, unquote, from an area below the Anthony Wayne Bridge, near the high-level bridge. Toledo police sent the hair for testing, but it would take several days to learn if the hair was human, that alone belonged to baby Elena. Unfortunately, this did not renew the physical search for Elena at Maumee River. Toledo police would state that the finding, quote, wasn't enough to justify sending divers back to the murky water where previous searches for the body of Elena had come up empty, unquote. It wouldn't be until a second fisherman found some hair in the Maumee River on July 3rd that dive teams returned to search the waters near the high-level bridge. At the scene, investigators were seen putting a large object into a bag and taking it away from the scene. The entire community held its breath, believing this was it, that they had found Elena, but it was determined that whatever they found was not related to Elena's disappearance. July 22, 2013, another bombshell was dropped, one that some people would say was a long time coming. Stephen King would also be arrested on charges of obstructing justice, along with a driving misdemeanour. He would be held on a $250,000 bond. Sergeant Joe Hefferman would say on the arrest, quote, Every day since this happened, we've been out, interviewing and searching, trying to find out what we can verify as truth and untruth. So I think this arrest helps move the case forward in that respect. And like I said, expect more to come from this case, unquote. Sergeant Hefferman followed this up with, quote, I hope that the family can take back from this that this is very important to us and we do care for them and for the baby. And we're going to come to a resolution in this case. It may not be as quickly as some people would like, but it's better to have done it right than to have done it quick. Unquote. When asked by a reporter at the time of his arrest where the baby was, King would only say, quote, I don't know, obviously. You guys are going to find out I'm innocent. Unquote. However, after learning of King's arrest, Angela allegedly broke down uncontrollably and reportedly told her father, Richard, quote, Now they'll find out where my baby is at. Unquote. September 5th, 2013. King's attorney would contact the Toledo police stating his client wanted to speak with them. This meeting would go on for several hours. It seemed that TJ and Kylie and everyone would finally get answers as to what happened to Elena. At 4.40pm, media was abuzz with police again searching the King family home. And not the family home per se, but the garage that was used to mostly store Christmas decorations and old immobile cars. Toledo has a confusing town setup. The homes are very close together, 
so many have alleyways and sometimes the garage is on the other side of the alley. And this was the case with this property. The garage that is now of interest to police was never searched before. Cadaver dogs were obviously used at the property but not taken to the garage due to the dog's safety because of the condition of the property. But this time was different. Reporters would film law enforcement removing a box that was covered with a tarp. During a press conference, Lucas County Deputy Coroner Dr Diane Barnett confirmed that the computer box contained quote-unquote immature human remains that someone had crudely drew a red heart on the box before placing it in the far corner of the rafters up high in the garage, behind boxes of trash on a shelf. This was the same home where just feet away, hundreds of concerned community members and searchers gathered for more than three months to hold vigils, praying for baby Elena's safe return. An autopsy was conducted the following day, September 6, 2013, and it was deemed inconclusive. Dr Barnett reported that DNA tests were needed to determine if the remains were definitely those of 18-month-old Elena Seinfurth. However, four days later, on September 10, everyone's worst fears were confirmed. DNA results confirmed the remains discarded like garbage in the computer box was that of baby Elena. Sergeant Joe Hefferman would break down whilst making the announcement, quote, From now on, it's a matter of making sure there is justice for baby Elena and making sure that those people who are responsible pay the full price. That's our commitment as the police department and to the family, unquote. Two months and one day after Elena's remains were found, the result of her autopsy was released. The Lucas County Deputy Coroner, Dr Diane Barnett, ruled Elena's death a homicide, stating her injuries were from, quote, several acute fractures to the joint areas of her arms and legs, unquote. Eight bones in total were broken, including both of her arms and legs, Angela would not be permitted to release from jail to attend her daughter's funeral. December 2, 2013, a Lucas County grand jury indicted Angela for murder, whilst King was indicted the same day on charges of aggravated murder, tampering with evidence and abuse of a corpse in a child's death. Now, aggravated murder is the most serious form of homicide in the state of Ohio. It's equivalent to first-degree murder or capital murder. Whereas for Angela, a murder charge is equivalent to second-degree murder. Now, prosecutors were quick to state they were not seeking the death penalty in this case. But instead, they put forth the option Angela and King were facing life in prison if they were convicted of baby Elena's death. Elena Steinberg is one of Angela's children, and she was 18 months old. In the morning of June 2nd, I found Elena in the bedroom, and she was injured and having trouble breathing. I tried to do CPR on her, but blood started coming out of her mouth and nose. She was hardly breathing, and she was unconscious. I panicked. I thought she was dying. I covered her mouth and nose with my hand and held it there until she stopped breathing. After Elena died, I wrapped her body in a bag and hid the body in the garage. I knew what I did was wrong. I gave police misleading and false information about Elena on that morning and on a number of days after June 2nd. December 3rd, 2013. King pled guilty to all charges. 
He would claim he found Elena hurt on the morning of Sunday, June 2nd, 2013. He could not explain how. That he tried to resuscitate her by performing CPR, but then blood came out of her mouth. So instead of calling 911 to request the paramedics, for reasons I don't think anyone understands because it doesn't make one inch of sense, he claimed it was because he wanted to, quote, put her out of her pain, unquote. But King then suffocated Elena. He put his hand over the little girl's nose and mouth until she stopped breathing. He then put her body in a bag and then in the computer box, where she would be later found. Stephen King would be ultimately sentenced to a life sentence, with no possibility of parole for at least 25 years. And then it was Angela's turn. Angela Seinfurth would enter the courtroom crying. Angela went with an Alfred plea. Prosecutors arguing that on the night of Saturday, June 1st, 2013, Angela lost her patience with Elena because she would not stop crying, most likely due to the thrush she was suffering from. Angela threw her daughter across the room, off the bed and onto the floor, where she would then have sex with King in the same room where Elena lay on the floor, seriously injured. That night and the following morning, Elena's cries would become increasingly weak. She'd suffered from a bump to her head, a bloody nose and a black eye. And what an Alfred plea is, is Angela not admitting any guilt or responsibility for her daughter's murder. In taking an Alfred plea, Angela is maintaining her innocence, whilst also acknowledging that the prosecution had collected enough evidence to have potentially gained a conviction had the case gone to trial. By choosing this course of action, Angela will never have to admit her guilt or take any responsibility for her actions. She'll be able to maintain a facade of innocence to her family and to the public. The plea allows her, I guess, to even lie to herself about what she did or did not do. Her choice does not migate her sentence, so she is still treated as though she pled guilty when it comes to sentencing. She's accepting a sentence that's predicated on her guilt, but she will always be able to deny her guilt. Angela Seinfurth would be ultimately sentenced to life in prison, with no possibility for parole for 18 years. October 1st, 2014. The city of Toledo ordered a demolition of the home where Elena was found murdered. This lot was later split into two and sold to the neighbours on either side. Her grandfather Richard would tearfully recount in media interviews around this time, quote, I'm going to miss seeing all that. No more Christmases or birthdays. No more Easter egg hunts. There's no more now. All I got now is memories and pictures, unquote. After her sister was found and in the years that followed, Kylie would speak of Elena often, of how much she missed her little playmate. She would tell her father that a wicked witch flew down and took Elena away with her, and now Elena watches her from the clouds. Things did not go smoothly for Kylie and TJ after this. Unfortunately, Kylie experienced more trauma by several prison terms served by her father. May 22, 2014. TJ was charged with domestic violence after choking and slapping his girlfriend Rebecca Navahar. He would later plead no contest to these charges. His sentence being a 30-day suspended sentence and he was ordered to pay court costs. 
June 21, 2015. TJ struck Rebecca several times where they were sitting in a parked car with their four-month-old son. He would be indicted on charges of felony domestic violence and endangering children. For this crime, TJ would be sentenced to serve six months in prison, plus three years probation, for an attempt to commit aggravated assault. He had to serve an additional six-month term for endangering children to be served concurrently. As for Angela, in December 2014, Angela would now claim her case was mishandled, that if she was given all the evidence the police had against her, then she would never have taken the deal and pled guilty via the Alfred plea. Angela would accuse prosecutors of leading a quote-unquote witch hunt against her. In a letter sent to the Ohio Attorney General and Lucas County Prosecutor Julia Bates, Angela alleged severe wrongdoing by the prosecution office. January 2017, Angela's new legal team appealed her sentence. However, the judge rejected this request. Not only that, but the judge added an additional 90 days to her sentence before she will have a chance for parole. Both Angela Seinfurth and Stephen King will be eligible for parole in 2028, when Elena would have been 17 years old. If you have your own thoughts on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook. Like the page so you don't miss any episode, and join the discussion group to share your ideas and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, and on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please share on your social media of choice and rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. This week's episode was researched, written, hosted and producted by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Drama can take you many places. One step at a time. From the charming crime solving of the Sister Boniface mysteries. Poison. Oh, that's a distinct possibility. To the soul searching revelations of the missing. I thought we could survive anything else, too. I pushed you away. It was my fault. And the enthralling investigations of Silent Witness. Because someone needs to speak for the dead. There's only one channel called Drama. Available on Freeview 20 and UK TV Play.